Good afternoon, good evening, from wherever you might be listening to me from. And yes, that was a very beautiful one from Brimo, titled Ade Dotun. Yes, as you guys know, I love Brimo. It's not like I'm a die-hard Brimo fan like that, but trust me, yes, I really do love Brimo. And yes, we are back again on another episode of your one my one our one your podcast my podcast our podcast and yes this is the timeout with king wills and as you know i am your host olawale wills and as i often love to call myself i am the youngest and of course the undisputable finest compare you cannot compare they call me the king of the trenches and yes I just realized that I am the man with 104 personalities. I think I've discovered about 103 and a half. I don't know about the half yet. How are you guys doing? I hope I've met you well. I hope you are doing fine. It's really been a while and it's been a lot. I'm sorry, I'm just dropping content again. Emma Benun Tori alone when you fancy me. Enjoy know me. A lot has been on and um, you know, you're trying to struggle. I just decided, let me just bring back this thing, eh? Let me not starve you guys. 
to my OG on this show that has been asking me for it. Thank you so very much for being patient with me. I really do appreciate you guys. And um, here we are again on another episode for the month of November. How are you guys doing? Did I meet you well? Yes, it's the 11th month of the year. This year just be like, see, just be like, say, carry, carry jets. Yours, they fly, they go. You know, even, ah, ah. She not be two weeks ago, we see Happy New Year. And now it's November. And I'm realizing that in a few weeks, it'll be in 2023. Eh? This year is still your year. Can still be your year, though. Hope you are good. Alright, guys, we are back again. And yes, as I fondly love to start doing right now, I won't be doing this alone today. I've got an amazing guest here with me in the studio. An amazing personality with me. Oh my god, yeah, I know you. Should I say? Don't worry, you will love to listen to him, yes, because he's just this amazing person. He's let me let me just brief you a little bit. He's a broadcast journalist, something you would often love to call an OAP. Uh, he's a newscaster. The guy is a plenty. Isha. He is a graphics designer, studio manager. The things where the guy just did, just plenty. I don't even know. I don't just understand. But, ladies and gentlemen, I've got with me on this episode Daniel Adaja, who is often called Dan Power Touch. Hi, Dan. Welcome on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be on the show tonight. All right. It's, it's nice to have you here, bro. It's nice to have you here. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that these folks are going to be excited listening to you. Uh, I, I I would do my best. Yeah, definitely. Be. My OGs on this show are definitely going to be excited. Okay. So, guys, you know, as we often love to do, let me just do a quick one. How I met Daniel Adaja and everything, as I often talk about how I meet my guests on this show. So, guys, I met this particular man when I decided to take the media again very seriously. <laughs> After the numerous shege that Aso has decided to show us, and I realized that I might not be going back to school for a very, very long time. So then I came back to Ibadan. I think I've, those of you that have been following up, you understand right now that I'm not in Lagos very well and then i met this guy at work here and trust me daniel ladaja has been so amazing now just g you know real recognizes real as they say and i've just been a real guy but the first question daniel yeah i was going through your profile one day and i realized that you studied soil science (laughs) you did soil you did soil science what are you doing? What are you doing in a radio station? Kilo Shelley. It's a long story. Very long story. Um, I remember when I got into the university. Okay. I was in 100 level when I met my friend, Chooks. And he was like, you have a very great tone. Okay. And I think it will be good for radio. Okay. And he was like, we're level mates. Okay. And he could think like that. He was like, you have a great tone. And I think it will be good for radio. It was like... He overheard them talking in his compound of somebody he knows. It was I think he went to see a friend and he heard them talking about the radio station in the school. Okay. And that was how he made inquiries for me. And wow. that was the beginning of the journey. 
Wow. Yeah, so I actually read Soil Science and Land Management. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm here now. Um, what do I do with your Soil Science certificate? I haven't actually collected it, funny enough. Jesus I have not collected it. I, I plan to, because now that I'm planning to jack out. <laughs> so you need your certificate now? I need the certificate now. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, then it's just it's just amazing. It's just cool, you understand? School no be scam. Don't go and think because of these things. Hey, you know how to go to that. You will suffer. No, you have to go to school. Hmm. I think you, you don't want to go, go to school. school. You what? <laughs> you add him, he wants to jump out, he needs a certificate. What's been cool? So how's the journey been in the radio? how long have you been doing radio? So it all started in twenty thirteen. Wow. Think, yeah, twenty thirteen. This is twenty twenty two. Yeah, so next year you'll be doing your ten years. So I don't actually calculate it like that. A lot of people are like, oh, next year will be 10 years on radio. All right, like, so how no, do you no, calculate no, 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 it? Okay, don't do, don't do it like that. Okay. So I, 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 I would calculate it from when I officially got on terrestrial radio. Okay. So between 2013 and 2016, mm. I was interning at my school radio station. Okay. So my school radio station as at that time, as of 2013, had not gotten a license. So okay. they just had a studio. With microphone, console, and all. All right. Like a traditional radio station. Okay. Yeah, but they had not gotten a license, so they're not terrestrial. Okay. We're, we're practically trying online radio. Okay. That was what we were at that time. So I don't, I didn't, I don't count that as part of. I, I count that as my training ground, all as right. my training process. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. But I got officially on radio was in 2016. Okay. Was in uh, 2016 was when I officially got on radio, and mm-hmm. I was I got my first radio show at OGBC. Wow. Uh, Abelkuta. Yeah, yeah. OGBC in Abelkuta. Oh, makes sense. Started with the launch break show in 2016. So wow. from 2016 till that's 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Oh my God, 2021, 2022, seven years. See, Damn. you now a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, wow, it's it's been it's it's just been an amazing journey, and uh, your story is quite inspiring. You understand? Mm-hmm. If you're out there thinking you want to do radio or you want to be in the media or something, and you feel like Oh, you're studying one thing, one thing, and then you feel like it will not suit you. My dear, I think listening to Daniel Adaja now as should make you understand that whatever you're studying, whatever you're doing at any point should not stop you from pursuing whatever you want to do. You really can do whatever you want to do. Like, you can just do anything. I, I think, like, going to... And I don't mean to disrespect, like, people would not go to, like... um tertiary institutions, higher um, higher institutions now. But I think that higher institution is a very good ground for you to discover who you are. Hmm. I think that if you go to a higher institution, whether polytechnic or college of education or um, a university, hmm. it's a very good place to discover exactly what you want to do. Because the university, the higher institution environment is a world of its own. It's hmm. an entire different world of its cool, own. Cool, yeah. You know, people would, that's, it can make or mar you. It, it, the choice you make is what would, it, it would determine how your life would come out from that particular spot. Mm. Um, and it is very important that you know you can be you can study and you go to the most institutions today look at some of the, the biggest people in tech for example all most of them don't have computer computer engineering computer science background yeah. some of them don't have programming background some of them read maths physics some of them read biology chemistry and now they are you know tech bros out there some of the biggest video guys or comedians you've seen some of these big shows, some of them were science students. I think we have a few comedians who have doctorate degree or some of the lawyers, you know, Just lawyers them. that are now musicians. So 
the higher institution is somewhere that I think uh, everyone should get an experience from. You should strive to go to the higher institution, whether at polytechnic or university. Okay. Strive to get into one because it's a good place to shape your mind to know what, what you want to become. Wow. You can now decide when you get in there that, okay, I finally found out what I want to do and I don't think I need to continue anymore. You can decide to now drop out. Yeah. It will be good. Just, just get there. Through. Get there first and then see life in, in, in an entirely different form. Wow. Let me clap for you. <laughs> You're like motivating me right now. So baby boy, baby girl listening to me right now on this beautiful episode of the Time Out with King Wills. Tertiary institution is just, education is just very, very important and you just need to do it. You just need to go for it. So now, Dan, let me ask these few questions again. So Daniel Adaja is a personality. Mm. Dan Power Torch. What I was was like was like the different because Daniel Adaja, the name sounds like too she sounds cute and and all of that, you understand? But then what what other things do you do apart from radio? Let's just let's just do that. Uh so I'm I'm a podcaster. Okay. I'm a podcast producer. Ha, it's plenty, Jesus. Um I produce podcasts for people, yeah. Okay. I, I also do um audio sound engineering. Alright. Um and I do audio production okay. for jingles for um documentaries okay. and the likes. Uh, okay. what else do I know how to do? Uh, I I MC. I, I was do. I was thinking we we're not going to say that. <laughs> I was thinking we we're waiting for me to ask you. I MC events. Okay. I, I used to hype. Okay. So the, what changed? I just think like I got into a very comfortable zone with talking on radio, and I just felt like I didn't want to do it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So I a, think pretty much a lot of us feel that way too. Not um, only you did that, but I I I still I've been thinking about it more lately. Now that I'm, I'm in a bad on that, you know, I think it's time to go back in time. When I came into IB, mm-hmm. um, I I tried to hype like one or two places, and I was like, ah, it looks like the how. Hyping works in the battle. It's not going to really be my thing. But I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm still going to put put some efforts into it. All right. Because it was a really big deal for me when I was in school. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a big deal. It was how I paid my school fees a lot wow. of time. Yeah. So, guys, we're still on the show with Daniel Odaja. And then it's been amazing. I'm sure you're having a swell time already. I hope you're learning one or two different things from his story. And then I found out, though, that Daniel is, is my fellow brother from the trenches. Don't mind this... Queen's English, you know, you know <laughs> spending too much time on radio, you have to you have to watch how you speak so that you just don't just come on here and just start saying rubbish and your guy just comes in and one day I tells you we cannot work with you again. <laughs> you you, you understand so it's my fellow brother from the trenches where we come from, will not disclose that one. So today guys, it's November and I was thinking a whole lot, what were we going to talk about? You know, I just had to call my guest at some point, which was very wrong of me. Sir, I'm inviting you here, but I don't know what we are going to talk about. I don't know what we want to do. Like, I've been going through a lot though. You put the day I would tell you people. See, listen, a very few people would understand the reason why I played that particular Brimo song that I played at the beginning. That song taking me back in time. That song, that particular song, what that song does to me. I've been listening to that song every day, then for the for like two, three weeks now. I've been listening to that song every day. Hmm. I just decided to let you guys enjoy it. Did I tell you guys the story behind that song? Don't worry. It's not for today. But what we are going to be talking about today is just so very simple. You know, real, I realized something that while growing up, the kind of society that we grew up in, I'm not sure if everybody will be able to relate with this conversation, but I'm sure that at least 60 to 70% of our listeners tonight will be able to um, relate with this 
topic. Now, at some point when we were growing up, we were not, especially when as teenagers, we were not comfortable having some conversation with our parents. Do you understand? There were some conversations we were not able to have. It was so difficult. One, probably because of strict parents. I feel like that's one of the major reasons, probably because of fear. You're like, if you raise this kind of topic, what's your parent going to say? And eventually, maybe you just lock up. I just learn from the society mm. where you are in. And most times, we learn it the wrong way. So that brings us to the topic, how do you speak to your teen? You know, I was going to make it how do you speak to your child today, but I'm like, no. And this doesn't even bother on parents alone. If you are a figure someone looks up to, I feel like you should be able to relate to this kind of a conversation. How you should be able to relate to your teen. So, Pato, how do you think? You know, this is the 21st century. This is 2022. Yeah. And a lot of things have changed. Absolutely. We have the... I don't, we have the Gen Z's, we have the millennials, we just have plenty things. By you the know, way, next year, Gen Z is born in 2003, will be 20 years next year. Do you understand? So they're, they're getting old. Do you understand? So it, it's just a whole lot. It's yeah. just the whole fucking lot. So, as I'm saying, how do you think is the right way to, to speak to teens? Because we are in this generation whereby you should not, as a parent, as an adult, you shouldn't even be keeping certain things when children get to a particular age anymore because if you refuse to tell them one way or the other, they will get to learn it. Mm. Especially talking about things like sexual, sexual education. Yeah. I realized that while growing up, it was not something that it was very comfortable with speaking. I was not very comfortable about talking about it with my parents. Or even adults or stuffs like that. The only place we were being taught something like sexual education was was in church. Oh, they taught you about sexual Sunday education. school. No, not like it was not even really sex ed. You know, we're like brushing through the new commandments or um, the Ten Commandments. Oh, so, you know, commit adultery. Yeah, you understand fornication and adultery, and like that was the like that the was proper. The only idea do you understand? Yeah, that was the. And then terrible. Like once in a while, they organize programs like that about sex ed. And some people see the need for us to learn it. And some people are like, ah, no, 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 they're not common now. They are quite young. I remember some scenarios where we'll be in Sunday school class and we have more, a man is there teaching or a woman or something. And somebody just walks in, ah, no, 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 like they're observing and like, no, they are too young for it and everything. And me as a small boy, then I'll just be smiling. Ah, all these things, let this person explain because I virtually knew almost everything. <laughs> Do you understand? I could. <laughs> I could almost relate to everything this person was saying. So, why? I think um, I want to pick it up from the sex education part. And every time I'm asked this question on how we should relate with things, I also think about how I was related to when mm. I was much younger. Yeah. I said this every time. This is the example I give all the time. I was in. I went to a private secondary school. Yeah. And not for once was there sex education. Wow. Yes, I think so too. It, same year. From Genesis 1 to SS3. Yeah, same year. But guess what? Every year or every term, a sanitary pad company comes to our school. 
right? Yeah. And then they tell all the boys to go play in the football field or go do something else. And they put all the girls in a particular hall. Wow. And then talk to them about, you know, um, period care and, you know, sanitary pad. And mm. I'm sure they do a little bit of sex education for them in that place. There was nothing like that for the boys. Actually, we, we, we suffered a whole lot. There was nothing like that for us. So, a lot of our experiences of what we know about sex education came from my classmates who had senior brothers who were eavesdropping on their senior brothers' conversations, yeah. bringing it to school, and then come to talk to us about it. Yeah. And then that's where a lot of... Then we all gist about it. And that's the beginning of where a lot of us got, got, in, got acquainted with pornography. You know, it was in secondary school. First time I ever saw porn was in, was in secondary yeah, school. Yeah, actually. Now, first time I saw it on the guys, I was like, this looks funny, but I like it. You know, what is this? And then I started seeing how other, all my other classmates were interacting with it. Then I was like, oh, I want to know more about it. And then, you know, back in, during our time, there was no, like, heavy smartphones. Yeah. Now. It was really... Then 100 MB was like the biggest data plan. Yeah. 100 MB was the biggest data plan back then. So you see hmm. that. Now I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> now I finish this gig per day. Hey, fans, me. You know? Data bit to the ton. And, and then with 100 MB, you see us trying to get on. I don't know if that, that size still exists, but I remember I remember it very clearly in my head. Wap trick. Yeah, ah, Jesus. That was the size. I checked it one of the days and I'm like, ah, Wap trick, bro. You know, I just, I didn't know what just made me just go back. I think I was just suffering, suffering, and I got tired and I was like, the thing just clicked. Wap trick, let me just check. I think that side today, yeah. but it's not as functional as, as it used to. Yeah. During my time in secondary school, I'm talking of um, yeah. this is 2000. The days of C Nokia, C1, C2, C1, those no, phone, um, um, yeah, Nokia. Uh, what do they call? I've forgotten. Uh, this is Nokia. <sighs> this is Nokia that had like the whole full key- keyboard, E series uh, something. Yeah, I had I had one of those Nokia. Was it not X1, X2? Yeah, yeah, they were Java phones. So they were Java phones. I had one of that myself and. You know that that for me defines a whole lot. I I personally till today don't talk to my parents about a lot of things. Actually, I cannot right now. I'm comfortably. I'm over twenty five, and I would never. I don't think I would sit down with my parents to talk about my sex life, or even talk to them about girlfriend. True. You know, um, because of the kind of environment you grow. I grew up in a very religious home where Same my here, bro. where my parents were very religious conscious where the it was a, it was more about protecting the image of your parents than you having even a life of your own actually so it was more about oh what would people say a pastor's child you know i my, i grew up in I, I, my dad's a pastor so okay. i grew up being a pastor child, so they always be like oh what do you want to say don't you know that a pastor's child this is that pastor's child that's supposed to behave <laughs> and then it, it sort of like just cripples your experience with a lot of people because that way you don't even get to have a mind of your own you are living your life trying to please somebody that doesn't even trying to please people who don't even give a fuck about you at the end of the day who will not be there for you at the end of the day Actually. when you need something so it is is really troubling that that was the kind of childhood I had and but now I, I appreciate the fact that kids of today are able to speak right one of the first time I realized that it is really important to talk to your children I was listening to the radio when I was in secondary school and this woman was talking about a six year old child talking to her about her liking a boy and I was like you're having a conversation with a six-year-old about liking a boy so like so that means it is possible to have that conversation yeah a lot of parents never taught their children sex education their children found out about sex education in school and when they found out I remember you know 
this particular experience. First time my dad saw me watching porn, he almost disgraced me in church. <laughs> <laughs> he almost disgraced wow. me in church because there he go saw me you. watching porn. Okay. But I think that's because of his own level of understanding, mm. also, you know, of how he sees things. He felt like I should be doing better things with my time than watching porn. But Nobody was there to guide me or tell me. There was me no this. guide. That there was, was the no problem. Guide. There was no the problem. Because nobody everybody was me. feeling, I feel like they were all feeling like we are. We were too young. We weren't supposed to. Or they just felt there was never a right time to have that discussion. Or I would say that were their parents also guilty of things like this? Yeah, I think so. I think we evolved with time. You understand? We just, we just, ev- the, the, that same cycle just passed on and on and yeah. on until this our own generation, this Sorosuke generation, just realized that <laughs> we cannot just take this thing anymore. I think one of the benefits of why we can be able to speak up now is because we're able to see how things are done in other parts of the world. Actually. So the, our parents were raised by our grandparents who did not have access to the information that we have. Yeah. Now. So that made it difficult for them. And there were a lot of times, I, I personally always blame the church for a lot of things that I've gone on because I grew up in a Christian home. Okay. So and I've, I, I went to church basically, my first 18 years of my life was school and church and home. Okay. Right? And I always see that there were parents in church who had the knowledge of how to explain certain things, how to communicate rightly with their children. But it was never a topic hmm. on a Sunday service to how do you speak to your children how do you have a conversation with your children mm. how should you relate with your children how how can your children be free with you to talk to you about the traumas they are going to a lot of parents don't know that their kids were bullied in school true a lot of parents don't know that their kids were maltreated a lot of parents don't know a lot you of know, things a lot of things and it's not the child it's not the parents for because they did not know and funny story is funny thing is there are other people in these churches in that particular church that knows how to go about it but they were not teaching they were holding that information which i was like why why would you be holding such an information that could have helped some other parents raise their kids differently or raise their kids better Hmm. yeah that's that's very very nice to hear um i feel like we've spoken about a lot of problems 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 Hmm. now in very few minutes that we have left how do you think we can solve this. Like, talk about baby steps. I Let me just the, put it that way. The first thing is to create more avenues for conversations like that to happen. Um, create more avenues for conversations like that to happen. So that this older generation realize that, okay, they have made some mistakes. Some of them don't even realize that they made a mistake. Mm. Right? They don't, they don't know. So it's to create more conversations, uh, allow religious institutions, radio, television, any gathering at all, talk about these things on these are the things that teenagers are actually going through because the kind of trouble teenagers are going through now is different from what we as millennials went through. yeah true so now there is heavy cyber bullying mm. that there was during our time right ours was physical bullying where they bully you in school but now what is prevailing now in nigeria is cyber bullying secondary mm. school children are experiencing more cyber bullying than physical bullying because of now there's technology there's advancement so it's to create an avenue for parents so that they need to be to have a relationship with their children it's not just a father an authority to um, to servant kind of of mentality it's a relationship that you should have with your child so you should have it together we yeah. should all be able to relate together and i feel like also if you are an adult right there or parent right there listening to this podcast right now Create more avenue to speak to your child. Know your child. They are your children. Don't always make it about yourself. Mm. I feel like that selfishness is what kills us. No, but I also think that, you know, 
um if you if you're a parent and you have never done this with your child before it's important that you take baby steps of not just trying to ask your child so what happened in school today the child will just look at you and be like what's wrong with you you You'll be know, surprised that you're asking surprised. such a question. Such a question. But it would be good to like, you know, maybe sit down and watch TV with your child. Start with that, you know. Sit down. Let's watch th- something. Let's watch some. Sit down. See, maybe they're in the city room. Because some kids, when they see their parents come to the city room, they, they, they get out. Up. They just So why don't you just say, ah, sit down, let's watch all that. Watch a cartoon. Let's sit down and watch it together now. So that way you, you create an environment where the child feels at ease to express themselves. And before, you know, they start opening up gradually. start to bond. Gradually. Gradually. Gradually like that, you know. It's not, it's not a one-time thing. I remember the first time my dad wanted to sit me down and talk to me about about relations. I was like, don't don't do it. Don't don't even don't it's make not work. Don't just try it. <laughs> that, that conversation stops right there. Wow. And that's it. Don't I said I, I literally told him that you know what? That time has passed. Forget forget about it. There's nothing you can you do. You know they work it. again. It can't work. So the time we were supposed to have that conversation, you were busy doing other things. <laughs> so yeah, so baby steps are very important. You know, parents, you know, just trusting their kids a little bit more, allowing them to take up some give them a sense of belonging. You know, don't always like threaten them that oh, uh, you have done this. So don't threaten your kids all the time. Just give them a sense of belonging. Let them feel like they have a place in that home. Wow. That's the way when they can now like be willing to open up or say something. Oh, uh, oh, your friend. Okay, I remember during our own time too. We were not really allowed to. Our parents were kind of selecting the people we were friends. Oh yeah, with. we were going to be friends. And I feel with. like that was one of the the biggest mistake or the most terrible thing I, I saw parents do. Uh, while, during my growing up, my growing up time, because I realized that that attitude gave us a mentality to be competitive. Yes, because when they made you not talk to certain people, they say, "Oh, um, you don't want to be serious with your life," or this, why this, or maybe if you go visit your friend. And then they're like, oh, that he cannot come to your own house. You're the one always going to his house. So we were unconsciously taught how to hate ourselves. Yeah, without knowing. Without knowing. We didn't even know it was hate until a whole lot of we time. Yes. We so never we, see we, we didn't see a lot of things about ourselves. We unconsciously made to hate people. We unconsciously made to always see that everyone is a competition around us. Hmm. Now we grow up and we're all like, oh, they're now asking you what about this person. You're like, what do you mean by what about that person? Don't you know how much damage you have already done? So that alone is already something that, you know, parents need to work on. I was telling Mm. some some guys the other day at work that some of the strongest, richest people today in the world have friendship circle that they have over 10, 20 years Mm. or 30 years. And guess what? Kids who went to boarding school are better at making friends than kids who were day students. True. Because parents don't get to determine who you talk to when you're inside the boarding school. Well, kids who were day students, their lives were monitored. Yes, they knew who you should talk we were to, who monitored. should be friends with. Even in even in the church, your mother would tell you, "I don't want to yes. see you with that child." Yeah, I don't see you with this. In the same church, so we we're unconsciously taught how to hate, how to be competitive, hmm. how to always see everybody as a, how to always be on guard hmm. against everyone. You almost literally are unwilling to share information with people because your parents have made put a picture in your head that oh, the world is a wicked world. And you don't know that now you need to share information to you actually make anything happen for you in this Absolutely. life right now. Yeah. So times are changing and I hope that you know parents are finding a place in themselves to open their heart to this conversation that you know they have done wrong. You might not necessarily be able to hold them accountable for it because it's what they know that they did. Yeah, it's true. What they know that they did. It's not um, like as if they 
they had like the best they, they knew it all and then they decided to act like that so most times it's it's also just that pretty much just um you know open openness of of parents to the conversation of how to raise their kids now if anybody's getting married any of my guys getting married now, i'm always telling them that yo there is a school for parenting please take one or two of the programs hmm. because if you want to, if you decide that you want to raise kids raising kids now are going to be tougher than our parents had time to see to be with us physically at home to monitor us and give us a sense of um their, their presence alone com- uh, commanded respect a lot of things yes so now we're we're in a generation where we would have a lot of absentee parents because people are going to be working so hard to be able to provide that they are unavailable for their children hmm. so you need to know how to parent even when you are not present so it's a difficult task to do now so if any of my guys wants to get married please go and take a parenting course a Jacob, i think they start runs one in lagos okay. go, and run, go and take a parenting course go and know the um the the things that can affect children my parents never knew i had dyslexia they thought i was a dollar hmm. for a long time till i had one lesson teacher who came back from the uk and who was teaching me lesson and she, she told my parents that this boy has dyslexia he has difficulties reading and writing he's not dull so how many parents know that there's something called attention deficiency disorder hmm. where kids are unable to concentrate so this these are things that are, are now available are now accessible that were not available during our time that they were thinking that maybe there was one village person People, following yeah. us that that's why we're not um, you know focusing on our book and all of that thing so now there is depression you know, kids are we are more in tune with our emotions. Depression is that one just more plenty. out loud now. So this these are the things that our parents were toughened about. They were very tough about. So and if you are if you as a millennial that wants to start raising the next generation of teenagers or children, don't know, don't have the tools on what can go wrong, what sh- what you should know. You know, a lot of people don't even know that there are, there are things that you need to expose your children to to be able to help their brain sharpen up. Mm. And as some of our parents, you know, some of them, my parents locked us in the house all the time when they were going out. Yeah. My biggest, why I love movies today is because growing up, when my parents are not at home, I watch movies all the time. It was movies, 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 movies. Mm. There was no friends. So I would, if you give me data and power supply right now. You would just see movies all through. I, I'm fine. By mm. myself, I would not even call people. I would not even bother checking up on anybody. I'm like, why? I have enough data to stream YouTube, to watch movie, watch Netflix, and I have food in my house. I'm good. So all of these things end up affecting the child, and it's really, really important that you know, parents are willing to learn. And it's even more annoying now that you know, we're in a generation where I see some millennials, and I'm like. We have a lot of by mistake parents. Huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by mistake you parents. You know, I, I say something that when this generation starts to raise kids, like we already fully, started. No, yeah, we like started, fully, like when a whole lot of us. Guy, we have started. If you're not careful, there are friends. I have friends, and I told my friends that, that they posted a picture of their children. Their children are already five. Hmm. So it means that under five years from now, that child will be 10. I don't know that t- 10 years from now that child will be 15. 15 years from now that child will be 20. What the law? It's gone. <laughs> Thank you so very much, Torch. It was it's a very, very amazing conversation right here. And it's like we should not stop. But then, as you all know, we just need to go. 
thank you so very much for doing this with me dan i really Bless do appreciate you. it means a whole lot and i'm very sure that when we say come again you like to come again because this particular topic i'm reasoning it and i'm thinking i should not end here i feel like i want to meet parents i want to have this conversation with adults yeah, everyone will have their own different experience. Yeah, so on, I want to get what you know they could have, yeah, what their so, parents could have done differently. Yeah, I think that might be the, even the, the edge of the conversation of what you think actually your parents could have done differently, differently. when when raising you. Thanks with for giving me that idea. Now, with the knowledge you have now, what could your parents have done differently raising you that would have better shaped your relationship with your parents? That's and amazing. You'll be shocked about the things. Yeah, I'm glad I'm doing this with you and I'm having a very better understanding. Am I listening out there? If you want to get married, remember, go for a parenting course. You have a whole lot to do. Work on your own self too because mm-hmm. you cannot give what you don't have. Absolutely. It's just it. You cannot give what you don't have. Work on yourself, then probably you'll be able to raise good kids <laughs> for the next generation. Shout out to all my OGs on this show. Mayor, Kelechi, everybody. Jacinta, thank you for always making amazing designs for this podcast. You know I love you. You know I love every one of you. Those of you that I could not mention your name today, I'm going through a lot. Don't worry. As I said, as I keep promising, one day I'll make a list and I'll mention everybody's name. But till I come your way again next time, I might drop another episode this month. And if I don't, see you all in December. Mm -hmm. I love you guys. Enjoy this music. As I take my leave. As I always say, I am the youngest and of course the undisputable finest compare that you cannot compare. They call me the king of the trenches. I am the man with the 104 personalities. I know 103 and a half yet. I don't know the remaining half. What is wrong with me? Stay safe guys. See you next time. Bye bye. Are you ready kids? One, two, three, go. Let me hear you say, Zamora, da 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 da. Yeah, I'm not a boy anymore, oh I. So I can walk to do, I no come here to do.